I'm Marion Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Sue Shade, CIO of the University of Michigan Hospitals and Health Centers, which includes three hospitals totaling 990 beds and over 120 clinics throughout Michigan and beyond. Sue was recently named the John E. Gold Jr. CIO of the Year, a joint honor by the College of Healthcare Information Management Executives, or CHIME, and the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society, or HIMSS. Sue will discuss with us some of her information security and privacy-related projects and priorities for 2015. Hi, Sue. Hi, Marianne. Thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations again on being named CIO of the Year. Very exciting. It is very exciting. Thank you very much, and and truly an honor. So now, Sue, what are some of your top information security and privacy priorities for 2015? Well, very timely question. In the late fall, I had an independent domain expert in security come in and do an assessment for us. It was time. I felt that we needed to strengthen our security program and have somebody look really closely at it. So we've gotten that assessment. We've gotten the gaps identified. We have. Got a set of recommendations, and we're going to be laying out our plans and timeline here in the very near future. Those areas of focus are going to include increased protection in terms of dealing with phishing and malware, so that we are more prepared for what we see in the industry as a rise in remote attacks. It's also going to include more work in terms of our devices and encryption efforts, and it's also going to include、uh, hiring for the first time a dedicated. Chief Information Security Officer for the health system. We have not had a dedicated role to date, so our work has happened in not an optimal manner. Though we've gotten a lot done in this area, I think bringing in a dedicated person to lead these efforts is is where we are right now. What we're going to need. So now, Sue, you had mentioned that among the things you're focusing on is, for instance, phishing. Has the Anthem breach, the recent hacking incident at, at Anthem, has that influenced at all, or is that shifting at all any of the priorities or things you want to focus on in 2015 in light of what happened over there? So I wouldn't say it's shifting, but I think every time we see a major breach like that in the industry, we are all as CIOs and CISOs looking at. What exactly was that issue? We know when it's lost laptops. We've got more work to do around educating our workforce, making sure everything's encrypted, etc. When we see it's attacks that involve malware and phishing, you know, we're looking what are the specifics of that? What information comes out about how that happened that can help inform us for our efforts? But I don't think any of those incidents in particular shift priorities for organizations. They're just They're more learning opportunities. There's also that, oh my God, could that happen here? <laughs>、um, kind of response that many many of us have. And then if you go, well, that too could happen here. What are we going to do about it? So, so when it does come to evolving cyber threats that are facing the healthcare sector, what is most worrisome to you? And do you think the healthcare sector is becoming a bigger target for hackers? Well, that's what I'm hearing and seeing in the industry that healthcare and higher ed are two are two areas that are really being targeted. And since we are part of the university here, we're sitting with both of those focuses. You you could say, for a long time, what I focused on and emphasized is that it's about 
the individual employee who could do something to jeopardize the lost laptop, the USB card, those kinds of things, and, and that we needed to focus on encryption and education of our workforce. But I think what we're seeing in the industry is a much, much greater threat in terms of cybersecurity, cyber threats, attacks, more bad guys, <laughs> as I said, focusing on healthcare and higher ed education. And the problem there is the scale. The scale is at a whole different level. The Anthem breach, 80 million records. You're not going to see 80 million records if someone loses a laptop or someone has an unencrypted flash drive that they lose. Right? So these are much more serious concerns that we need to be dealing with and at much greater scale. Now, Sue, you brought up an interesting point. Um, the University of Michigan hospitals and health systems, obviously, you know, you're associated with the university and many other large medical providers, academic sorts of healthcare providers are sort of faced with that too, and that is the student aspect. You mentioned educating a workforce about phishing. Students get access to networks. What sorts of unique challenges do healthcare providers that do have an academic setting connected to them face that maybe other healthcare providers don't have to worry about? Yeah, I think it's harder to truly lock things down. And I think that we're always balancing what level of openness do we need and research comes into play here as well in terms of the research community wanting more openness versus the restrictive environment to protect patient health records and other critical information on our patients that you would see and typically probably happens in a more straightforward way in organizations that don't have the research component. And you mentioned the student component, so I will tell you as I work more closely with the CIO for the university and we're moving on a path where we will have our security program part of the overall university security program, the issues of what kind of access is needed for the student population and their parents and alumni comes into play. And it's a very different set of needs than what we have within the healthcare system. So as we work together, balancing what are those unique needs that we need to address, yet still leveraging the best we can what's in common. Now, Sue, you also mentioned that you're going to be having a CISO for the first yeah. time. What are the biggest information security and privacy challenges do you think that are facing healthcare CIOs, and how do you see a new CISO working with you and sort of juggling those challenges? Well, I don't think it's anything different than what I've already talked about. There's multiple levels here. If you break it down into just two broad groups, there's protecting your network uh, in terms of the external threats, and there's educating your workforce and creating a culture of security, creating a culture of security with a very uh, aware and compliant workforce and a very aware and engaged executive leadership team. And I think that if you just look over the years at how focus on security has evolved, there was probably a point in time where it was an afterthought. CISOs were fighting for money within the IT budgets or within the organization's budget, and I think that you're starting to see a shift and a flip that our executives are fully aware of what's going on within the industry. They're worried about it and supportive of steps that we need to take to address it.
That brings me to my next question. Many healthcare sector organizations have tended to focus their information security and privacy programs around HIPAA compliance. Any recommendations for how healthcare entities can implement more mature and robust information security strategies that might be more of a risk management approach? Not in particular, but I will, I will reference just the NIST standards, which I'm certainly not an expert in, but that's the framework that the assessment that we had done is working with, and I think that you're going to see more of that for organizations, a focus, a focus on the NIST standards. In the healthcare sector, as in many sectors, there's often a mix of homegrown and third-party applications. There's electronic health records and clinical applications, financial software. What are the biggest challenges you're facing now when it comes to application security? Oh, that's a great question. So part of our compliance requirements is to do risk assessments at the application level, and we're in the process of those efforts as our other organizations. There's a difference between a vendor application, which is developed at, let's just say, industrial strength to be sold in the market to many clients, and a internally developed or custom-developed homegrown application just for your organization. And those latter may not be well documented. They may be something that only one or two people really know and understand. And I think they probably can be uh, more difficult when you're doing the risk assessments to really look closely at for any potential exposures. Now, in the healthcare setting, there's a lot of different roles that people play. You know, nurses might be on one floor one day. They might be someplace else working another day. What is the biggest challenge when it comes to ID management and access? Well, role-based access is very important. Moving towards two-factor authentication as well in the areas that you need them is another component that we're looking at. We do have a effort going on right now for a multi-year identity access management program that includes both hospitals and health centers, which I'm responsible for from an IT perspective, the medical school, as well as campus. And if you ask me several months from now that same question, I might have more insight for you, but I will tell you it's a it's an area of need that we are focusing in on at this point. When it comes to two-factor authentication, what sorts of authentication are you looking at? We're probably working with token, whether it's the soft token um, or the hard token, which you may be familiar with and we use for certain systems. I, I used it extensively where I was previously. The, the idea of a soft token is something that just may be better for people in their workflow. That's one of the pushbacks you always have is when you do two-factor authentication and you have to have something with you. Easy to not have it, easy to misplace it, so that can impact people in terms of their workflow. Now, the healthcare sector is increasingly an attractive target for cybercrime, including fraud. What sorts of cybercrime and healthcare fraud is most worrisome to you? What's sort of on your radar screen these days? I don't think anything different, Marianne, from what we've already covered. I mean, you can read about the various phishing attempts that people are experiencing. It's still surprising the number of people who fall for them in spite of the education and attempt to raise awareness around them. I mean, you know how those work in terms of getting someone's credentials and then being able to go in and and get information that is available to them. What you have to worry most about is those, what you would call privileged accounts, the system administrators who have 
broad access and making sure that those accounts are protected and not compromised in any way. And I think I have not read enough about the Anthem incident, but I think that's probably what's coming out in the case of Anthem, that they got to system administration accounts. In terms of Anthem, as this investigation goes on and more details about the hacking incident and the breach get disclosed, what so far, what do you think the biggest lesson is for the healthcare sector with this breach? <laughs> well, to hear some security experts talk, they would say, it's not if, but when. You're going to get hit with something. Let's hope that whatever we might get hit with is not at that scale, but, you know, the, the chatter, shall we call it, amongst colleagues is watching it closely, looking at what their own internal gaps and plans are and how they need to educate executives and boards and, if need be, more investment in the security area to fully protect them. Thanks, Sue. I've been speaking to Sue Shade, CIO of University of Michigan Hospitals and Health Centers. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.